Welcome back to another episode of the Coreria Podcast, and hello if you're new. At the Coreria Podcast, we're focused on amplifying the stories of young changemakers that are creating impact in their communities. Today, Atoshi, a wonderful volunteer at Coreria, and I interview two amazing changemakers, Maisha and Shumu. They are the founders of Green and Beyond Mag. They're both climate journalists and writers. Maisha is also a social worker. And she co-founded Green and Beyond Mag after discovering her passion in writing for positive impact, specifically to inspire climate action. Shumu, apart from being a climate journalist and writer, is also an engineer who is all about green tech and energy. He's worked as a writer for over eight years and he found true purpose in writing to bring climate change, sustainability and climate optimism to light. We hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, it was a joy speaking with Maisha and Shumu, and doing this interview with Atoshi was amazing. Happy listening! Hi, this is Maisha. Hello, this is Shomo. Uh, we are the founders of Green, Green and Beyond Mac, and you're listening to the, the Kuribri Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Maisha and Chomo. We are so delighted to have you guys on board with us today. I am Atushi, born and raised in Dhaka, Bangladesh, currently in 11th grade. And this is my very dear friend and co-host, Zulu. Please go ahead and introduce yourself as well, Zulu. Thanks, Atushi. Hi, everyone. I think most of the listeners know me, but um, I'm the founder of Kuraria and Today we have some great guests who are going to be speaking to, are going to be learning about their impact journeys and the work that they've done in change making. So yeah, I'm very excited for this conversation. Okay, the first question we usually begin with is who is Maisha and Chomo? Please tell us a bit about yourselves. Hi guys, it's such a pleasure to be here. So I think I'll start. I am a climate journalist and a writer, a social worker, who also happens to be a climate optimist. So I graduated with a business degree initially, but I always had this, uh, you know, I always wanted to work in the humanitarian sector. And so as a student, when I was very young, I joined uh, nonprofits and I worked with education, women empowerment and things like that. So for over six years, I've been working in this development sector and with the writing as a kid. I, I used to write fictional stories. You see, we have these little children's books, uh, notebooks, right, with cartoons and animal pictures. And I had these little square notebooks that my mom used to get me for classes. And I used to write uh, fictional stories on them and used to make my own books out of them. So I've pretty much been a writer my whole life. So the thing is that wherever I've been, I've also been in the corporate sector for a little bit. But uh, wherever I've been, writing has always been my strong suit. And I've always wanted to do something of my own with that. And here I am. So, yeah, that's, I guess, all about me. Okay. And hello, guys. And thank you for having me. This is Shomo, another co-founder of Green and Beyond. Just like Masha, I am also a writer. But I also didn't graduate in any of the related fields that I re really work in right now. I am an engineer, an electrical engineer focused on renewable energy mainly. But I worked in the development sector too for not longer than Masha, but for quite a two to three years at least. Then 
yeah so my experience as a writer i actually started writing the first memory that i have is creating my own wall magazine for 21st uh, february the international mother language uh, language day uh, that was my first mem memory of the beginning of, of my writing career uh, or my writing journey and then when i was uh, in grade 5 there was this uh, teacher of our uh, us uh, whose name was sir albert golder I don't know whether Hatoshi you don't know him or not, uh, but uh, he actually used to inspire us so so much ab about writing creative pieces and uh, poems. So yeah, my journey actually started from there. And then as I was growing up, I, I got introduced to uh, different kind of musics and like social movements, and I started writing lyrics and blog posts and actually like enriched pieces of articles and blogs about the social movements and social issues issues of Bangladesh and like the movements or the earthquakes. And uh, then uh, in my late stage of, of my graduation graduating period in my honors level, I, I was actually uh, running a page uh, uh, for raising awareness uh, to uh, about earthquakes. So that's where actually the environmental journey started for me. And then I worked in the environmental sector in two of the non-profit, two non-profits here in Bangladesh. And uh, later uh, I got off, out of uh, old kind of professional work in 2019 and I started doing freelancing work as a writer, a blogger. And yeah, that, that's actually how, how my journey started before Green and Beyond. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your introductions. It was really interesting learning about how you started off. And I think what's interesting about both your stories is the fact that none of you really studied what you're doing or working in right now. Working, um, You never studied what's the sector that you're working in right now. So I think it's interesting that from an electrical engineering background, from a business background, you were able to pivot and move into this not only storytelling but climate change sector but one thing i really enjoy about the green and beyond man because i've read like some of the posts on your website but i really love that you're using storytelling to push like knowledge about climate change and about what young people and not not just young people what people are doing in different ways to sort of curb the effects of climate change. Well, that being said, could you tell us a bit about what really ignited the start of Green and Beyond? What was that thing that made you think, okay, this is what needs to change. This is how I'm going to change it through this magazine. To be honest, it was really the pandemic that started Green and Beyond. You know, there was this fear, the hopelessness and the anxiety and the state of not knowing what's next. You know, the pandemic hit us without any warning and it affected people all over the world. And you know, while trying to cope with it, we realized that there was something bigger than the pandemic happening every single day. And that is climate change. So that's when, you know, we started educating ourselves more and, you know, we tapped into this community and we kept engaging and engaging and, you know, we kept educating ourselves and we, we realized that we really wanted to address this because this is bigger than any other pandemic. So we wanted to use our best abilities to work for a solution and use something that we're good at to do so. So we realized that, you know, when you were asking that what needs to change, we felt like 
people don't realize their individual power. Uh, for example, uh, Shomo and I were just talking uh, a couple of days ago that if you just if if you're if you're someone who has no idea about the climate movement, you 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 go on social media, suppose Instagram, and you see a post of someone someone doing something good for the planet, maybe someone living sustainably, making making a simple you know shift or a change in their lifestyle that is healthy or good for the planet maybe like a sustainable fashion choice maybe they're maybe they're thrifting maybe they're mending their clothes that that's such a simple thing but it's good for the planet right so this one post can inspire this one person it, it, it can inspire you to try the same right so i think we're just one step away from becoming becoming you know what do I call a catalyst for change you know so when when you do something positive there's this ripple effect and it affects other people and you have no idea about it and when you know one person does it and you know when individuals do it separately and when you count it uh, as a collective of all these people when you take it all together you see that there's a huge movement happening around here so when, like I said, when we were tapping into this community and we were educating ourselves, we, we found so many people doing all these things and it inspired us. And we were already, uh, we realized that in Southeast Asia, we were already uh, practicing a lot of things that were sustainable, but we had no idea about it. And we also started making other changes to, you know, because we were conscious about what we could do. So we started practicing that as well. So it inspired us and we realized that it could inspire other people as well. So really what started Green and Beyond was us wanting to raise awareness about the issue and, you know, try to inspire positive change. Thank you for that, Maisha. Uh, would you like to add anything, Shuma? I think I, I would just like to add that just like oh, with Maisha, what, what Maisha has said, that I, I was really tired of feeling hopeless during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to take actions, but we were all inside our home. So taking action was, we didn't know how to take action that time, right? Mm -hmm. So I tried to came up with a blessed plan that uh, I could do at that time from my home. And uh, when Maisha was actually, uh, another thing that I'd like to add that when, when Maisha was uh, saying that uh, we started educating ourselves, uh, uh, I have to mention another co-founder of ours who is Raisa, Maisha's sister. Uh, she is an environmental scientist. And she actually helped us a lot to uh, understand uh, all the critical, not critical to her, but critical to us, uh, climate change issues and topics uh, to for us to have a more clear understanding about it. So yeah, and we actually, uh, the, the uh, platform UNFCCC, uh, UNCCE Learn, uh, that platform actually helped both of us a lot to uh, finish those courses, uh, have certificates and yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah, that Thank I you. One thing that you really said that stood out to me was that you used what you were good at to create change. And I think that that's so important. You know, not everybody can speak in public. Not everybody can lead a movement. But you knew that you were good at writing and you thought, okay, how can I use this to address an issue that I'm passionate about? How can I use this to educate other people on this issue? And how can I use this to create change? And I think that that's very, very interesting. And that's worthy of notes because I think that it was, this is just a note, but this is something I, I saw 
on your website as well about I don't remember the person's name but she I believe she's a singer and she sings for the planet and that's her using her innate talent to address an issue that she's passionate about so I think this is like a note for every young person to recognize that you don't have to have these I guess charismatic or popular traits to be able to create change you can use what you know you're good at to create change so yeah thank you very much for that answer thank you okay Toshi over to you I would like to add what Maisha Apu said by the way Apu and Bhaya is what we denote our elder brothers or sisters in Bangladesh and I love them really so dearly <laughs> and I respect them dearly so I'll just call them Apu and Bhaya for everyone out there that's listening so I, so I just like to add what to what Maisha Apu just said when you do something it has a ripple effect but what we don't really see is doing something is not that easy what Chomo Bhai has said taking action taking action is not that easy especially during a pandemic so the next question we want to ask you guys is what is your biggest setback or regret concerning green and beyond when you started it and now that it has grown how have you guys solved it or resolved it we really don't use the word failure over here so we just call it a setback that we overcome handing it over to you guys okay so when we were starting green and beyond we had no idea what we could do with it so like i said we wanted to just raise awareness and you know we just opened up social media pages and we were trying to do so many things all at once until we figured out what we really could do so we 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 tried to create a social media platform to raise awareness at first. And then we designed campaigns and stuff. Uh, we, we wanted to start a sustainable business. We wanted to be event planners. We wanted to do so many things. And it it was crazy. You know, before figuring it out, we were doing so many things. And it took a year for us to find out what to focus on. You know, the one thing that we wanted to focus on. <laughs> so apart from that, there are no other setbacks because we absolutely love our work. Of course, some, sometimes it's tough to stay hopeful while working to address the climate crisis because there is hope fatigue. We, we do call ourselves climate optimists, uh, uh, but as journalists, we are always exposed to negative news. You know, there's doom and gloom everywhere. There's negative news happening all the time. And, you know, it's really important to keep our heads cool. So what we do is we try to, you know, we talk to each other all the time about it whenever we feel low and we try to meditate and we pray. And uh, one thing that we do with our platform uh, on Green and Beyond Mag is that we try to focus, uh, we've shifted our focus from all sorts of climate news to the good ones, you know, and the solutions, because no matter what, uh, all the, no matter all the negative things happening uh, around us, there's also good things happening. There are so many innovations happening, green innovations. And then there are so many sustainable businesses growing. And there are so many good stories. There are, there are so many inspiring people taking um, incredible actions. And so this is what we have shifted our focus to. And so, yeah, we, we focus on the good stories. That's what we do. That's amazing. And I love how you said you don't have any setbacks. It reminds me of the quote, if you work for what you love, you don't work a day. I think you guys are <laughs> a real example of that. 
that's really amazing what you said and yes i do i really don't remember before you guys before the pandemic people really talking about green stuff or sustainable stuff but now everyone is all about it all about sustainability more than creating a new thing people wants to sustain whatever they have and i think that's amazing yeah. zulu would you like to add something yeah no i i also love that you said that you have no setbacks you know and i think it's so important to not focus on like what like has gone wrong and which is why we always say that like we don't do failure here we always think of every obstacle or every speed bump as a learning experience or a chance to grow so yeah it was really good to hear that but you've spoken about well technically we didn't speak about setbacks because we said we didn't we don't have any setbacks but now we'd like to know about your biggest success or successes because it could definitely be more than one so when you ask about our biggest success i think there are actually two right so the first one is it it happened a long time ago but it was when our dream platform you know there is this platform that's uh, green is the new black we we love them it's, it's a digital magazine as well and uh, initially when we uh, you know realized we wanted to create a digital magazine green is the new black was the inspiration for us and it was huge for us when this platform and the founders actually recognized our work they acknowledged us and they followed us and uh, this was huge for us so that is the first first moment and the other one is this community that we have you know yeah and when we started off uh, like i said we 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 started tra- tapping into this community we started talking to people we started engaging and now we're also, you know, partners and global ambassadors to Slow Passion Movement. This is a huge community. Um, and there are so many people of, you know, there are creators, green creators. There are sustainable business entrepreneurs. There are uh, artists and so many other creatives that we know now in this community. And these people are so freaking cool. They're, uh, they're so nice and they're there's no competition in this sector. This is what I've felt, you know, wherever I've been before, uh, before Green and Beyond, I've, I've seen people competing with each other, but I don't see that here. Uh, no one's competing for anything. Everyone's trying to help each other. And this is a beautiful community. So I think being able to, you know, being a part of this community is a huge success for us in itself. I love that. And, you know, I think community is so important. Having a group of people who have the same beliefs as you, have the same goals as you is so important. And there's also something you said about how there is no competition in the sector and in the community that you are a part of and that you've created. And, you know, there are so many people who are in the social impact sector, who are in the development sector. And to be honest, once in a while, there will be competition. But I think it's so important to remember especially for every young person that's listening right now that at the end of the day there is like a set goal and that's sustainability and development and I think when people remember that at the end of the day everyone in this development sector is trying to achieve something that will help everybody every human I think it will definitely make like a healthier environment so yeah thank you for saying that Shuma do you have anything to add not really Masha actually covered it pretty well all right cool okay so i think we can take the next question um because it says that we have 10 minutes left in this meeting but atoshi do you want to take the next question or do you want us to log back in again 
I think I can say it on both of our behalves. Uh, we, Zula and I, were very much intrigued by the campaigns that Green and Beyond have been running. Could you tell us more about Plastic for July and Green Year Ahead and what they stand for for you guys and how you guys came to start it? So these are actually just campaigns that we pull off to, you know, get more people involved through actionable steps. So uh, like, uh, you know, we wanted to initially, we wanted to bring people from the mainstream to, you know, understand what we're working with, you know. So through these campaigns, we try to share actionable steps, easy steps that people can take to you know, join the climate movement to spread the message of optimism that it's possible to take the first step towards your climate movement. So I think that is it. Uh, but uh, if you want to learn about uh, Plastic Free July, so it's it's basically what we did was we shared quotes from the, you know, people in the community there. Like I said, we have green entrepreneurs, we have creators. So all these people shared how they're, you know, how they're making a change throughout the month of July. And it's not just the month of July that you should practice it, right? So, you know, this just spreading how you can do it, uh, how you can go plastic free. And it's, it's not easy, you know, if you can't go plastic free. Like in Bangladesh, it's, it's, it's pretty much impossible to go plastic free. Everywhere you go, you have plastic. So what we did is we tried to share actionable steps, like I said, like what you can do from your ability, from wherever you are. And Green Year Ahead was a, a New Year campaign. Uh, quite a similar one. Yeah, quite a similar one. But Green Year Ahead was based on uh, optimism and hope that we don't want to focus on the negatives anymore. And we that's where we actually started rebranding and, you know, focusing on climate optimism, optimism right? Friendly. That's, uh, you know, with Green Year Ahead, we started this, you know, focusing on climate optimism. So it was more about hope. So every day throughout the month of January, I think, right? Uh, December, was, actually, before oh, January. December. And we, we, we uh, actually called this campaign not Green Air Ahead. We uh, actually called this campaign Gaia. Just G-Y-A, Green Air Ahead, Gaia. Gaia. So Earth, I thought that it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I That just clicked in my head. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so what I was just saying is Bangladesh is such a fast-paced country. We really, the people of our country really don't have the time to think about the next two days. What are they going to think about the future? The future where global warming will actually have an effect and actually will think about going green. So yes, I think uh, if I even look at, at my table, I won't be able to see not not plastic so yes i think even going for 30 days without plastic would be a big challenge in bangladesh so yeah plastic free july uh, staying consistent i think that it, it sounded like an amazing thing when i first found out about plastic free july because staying consistent won't be easy and green year ahead for a year sounds even more scary to me living here so i think overall it sounded like an amazing campaign i hope you guys had a lot of fun with the people that did it and the people that quoted for you guys uh zulu would you like to add something i think this is like the best time to go into the next question because one of the things that you've mentioned, I think twice now in two of the questions that you've answered is the term climate optimism. So could you just tell us a bit about what climate optimism is and why it's important for you to like have that in mind as you do your work? Uh, yeah, so climate optimism. 
like uh, what Masha was saying earlier, that when you think about climate change or you, you think about any kind of news related to climate change, what are the normal things that come to uh, uh, things that come to our minds? Like uh, something bad has happened or something bad is happening right now or something bad is going to happen. <laughs> there are three kind of things that we we can think of when we hear the term climate change or we uh, think about climate news. But this doom and gloom mentality, this news, that all of this news, actually, uh, this kind of news uh, lead people, individuals to feel, uh, feel hopeless, feel tired. And that, uh, that those kind of feelings uh, lead people to nothing, actually, uh, to inaction. But we are in such a state, uh, considering the climate change, that it's, it's actually a kind of a, a bit late to feel that much tired to not take action. And it's also not logical to feel that much hopeless because there are so many good things happening all around us in every corners of the world. So that is why instead of focusing on the neg- negativity, all those doom and gloom and bad news, you, you can actually, as a person uh, with your using by using your own consciousness, you can choose to focus on the optimistic side of it. So you can be a climate optimist. Okay, maybe you wake up some in the morning and have a look at the newspaper and then there are news filled up with bad news regarding the climate. But you can choose to go back to Google and actually search that what kind of good things are happening in this week. Because I can assure you that every week there are many good things happening all around the world. So yeah, uh, that's why I think Choosing climate optimism is really important because without climate op- optimism, it's impossible to take actions. Climate optimism is actually what keeping those actions alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Oh, sorry, Maisha, would you like to add anything to that? I think I think Shomo covered it brilliantly. Uh, that That's really... that That's what really was in my mind as well. So, Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So I was just going to say that it's it's really important. And, you know, like what you said about climate optimism reminds me of something that I always hear, which is like celebrating the small wins, the seemingly small wins and like celebrating the actions that you take. They might not change the world overnight, but you know that you're doing your part to curb climate change. And you know, eco-anxiety is something I've been reading about recently, and it seems like a scary concept. So I love the idea or the concept of climate optimism, and it's definitely something that I'm going to be keeping in mind as I go forward and, yeah, live my life in this very unknown world. Yeah, Atoshi, do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I really love that idea about how everything is about doom and gloom, but we should like go to Google and ask them and just see the good news because it's not so hard about everything is so negative that you actually have to Google the good stuff to make yourself feel better. That That is on the world, but that's actually a really good life hack now. Like it has to be a life hack. But yeah, thank, thanks for sharing it, Shomubhai. I really love that idea. I'll okay. ca- definitely do it in my life now I really need it okay so my first encounter with green and beyond was through 
GCM. GCM is another international organization called Global Changemakers. I was there as an outreach volunteer back in 2021. That's when I found out about the GCMX Bangladesh event that was taking place and was hosted by none other than Green and Beyond. That's how I got to know about Maisha Apu. She was the facilitator of my room. I had an amazing couple of days with her. So I just want to ask you guys to tell us more about the GCMX Bangladesh event arranged in the middle of a full-fledged pandemic. I have to mention it. It was in 2021 and in Bangladesh was in full lockdown mode. So yes, guys, please go ahead. Yeah, GCMX was actually a turning point for us. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, before GCMX, uh, we were doing campaigns, like I said before. So the last campaign that we did before GCMX was a global uh, photography exhibition, right? Mm -hmm. climate, uh, climate, capture. climate capture. Yeah. So we actually received, you know, before... Uh, before GCMX, we weren't doing much of, you know, global collaboration work. But uh, during that exhibition, what happened was we received responses from over 15 countries from all over the world. And it was huge for us, like mind boggling for us. <laughs> and so that is where we thought, OK, we, we should go for more more of a partnership approach. We should collaborate with other platforms. We should work with other platforms. So that's when, uh, you know, Raisa, uh, he already talked about Raisa as my sister, and she's also a member of Win Beyond, our key member. So she was all, also there, you know, a volunteer at GCMX at the time. And she had the idea to actually do, do a GCMX here in Bangladesh. That could be virtual because we are on lockdown and we could focus on climate action. So that's where it happened. And after we did GCMX, GCMX was amazing. I, I met you guys. I met you. And, <laughs> and I always remembered you people. And like I said, I told, you know, I talked to Somo about you guys. And he knows all of you. So <laughs> it's incredible. And, you know, after uh, GCMX, we actually realized that, you know, we were so inspired by you guys, like these young participants, you got two days, most of you guys, you, you don't know each other. And but you created groups and you worked spontaneously and came up with effective solutions to problems. And th this was this was so inspiring. This really inspired us. So Otoshi, thank you for that. So this is where we, we realized, you know, after GCMX ended, we realized that we wanted to focus on that's when we thought that we wanted to use our strong suit, which was writing, and we wanted to create a digital magazine. So before that, we were just a social media platform. So that's when we rebranded and we completely became Green and Beyond Mag from just Green and Beyond. Thank you for that. <laughs> First of all, congrats for your global response at that time. 15 countries is a lot. Uh, congrats on that. And I definitely have to say it was a really successful event. At least I felt like it. Just mm -hmm. for a background review, what I did from what I remember is that we created this small uh, idea uh, about uh, how we can incorporate more nature, more greens in our life as uh, for students and their mental health and for why green and nature is important for people's mental health as humans, why it is important. And our entire program, entire design was about that. And I absolutely loved it, everything about it. So yes, GCMX was wonderful. And I met you guys back then and we still haven't lost connection. Th thank you guys for that. Now we are here. 
yeah it was amazing it wasn't just school you guys really helped me at that time because I was not doing all right during the pandemic and my family was going through a lot of stuff so two days of amazing time online I had a, I, it was like it was like a small camp boot camp I loved it so would you like to add something to it yeah I mean I I, I was just thinking that's funny because I I was also I wasn't a part of I haven't been a part of GCMX any of the events but I was a mentee for global change because I think about like two years ago so I was just thinking how it's funny that we all have this connection and it's such a small world. But it's also cool to see how GC- GCM has like played such a positive role in each of our lives. From Atoshi saying that it helped her through a tough time during the pandemic to you saying that that's really what sparked your interest in creating Green and Beyond. So yeah. Kudos to the GCM team, I guess. Shout <laughs> out to the GCM team. I also met Zulu from GCM. We yeah, that's and true. we just really vibed so hard. We were like, yeah, we are doing this now. And I hopped on to the Kureri podcast with her. And now we're here. <laughs> so thank you, GCM. <laughs> but you know, when you mentioned that GCM is really what led you to create Green and Beyond, that like got me thinking about how like social impact ideas come to life and how they evolve. But I'd like to know like how has Green and Beyond evolved from the first idea you had of sharing climate change story is climate change education through storytelling till now like what's what do you think has changed and for the better and all of that yeah i actually didn't get your question properly can you please repeat that yeah sure i was saying how do you think green and beyond has evolved from the first idea you had for it till now like we said green and beyond was actually uh you know, when we started, we had no idea what we wanted to do. We just knew that we wanted to address climate action and we wanted to, you know, uh, we're from Bangladesh and Bangladesh is one of the most climate vulnerable countries in the world. And we realized during the pandemic that most people have no idea about it. They're not talking about it. And I have never heard of that, you know, before that point. And it, it blew my mind that why aren't people talking about it? You know, our global impact is so low, yet we are one of the most vulnerable countries. And it, it's taking a toll on us for what, you know, the rest of the world, you know, from people from the global north are doing. It's affecting us. And we're not talking about this. So what we were thinking initially is that we wanted to raise awareness. So we just started off this social media platform. So it was really nothing. <laughs> we, so when we started off and we gradually, you know, we educated ourselves more, like I said before, we were doing courses. We did not want to preach something that we didn't completely know about. So we were learning, we were growing and, uh, you know, we were doing campaigns, we were engaging people, we were talking to, you know, people in the community. And over time, we realized that we wanted to make this big because of the response that we were getting. And, you know, initially when we started, we were saying that we couldn't find people in the niche, especially uh, here in Bangladesh. But slowly when we start working, we did find people, a very few, but we did. And then we also, you know, engaged with the global communities as well. So this community here, like I said before, it's so inspiring and we wanted to make this big. So that's when we thought that we wanted to probably create a business out of it. Maybe we wanted to do a sustainable business. Uh, I don't know. We we were going crazy with ideas and we we were trying so many things all together. But pretty much what I said before, 
that after GCMX, we realized that, you know, we could really use what we have. You know, when, when these teams were working, every person in the team was using what their strong suit is, right? So that got us thinking that, you know, we, we need to use what we're good at and totally focus on that, solely focus on that. And only then we can do our best. So that's when we switched to the idea. So before that, Green and Beyond was just Green and Beyond. And after that, Green and Beyond became Green and Beyond Mag. So now it's Green and Beyond Mag. And yeah, that's what we're doing now. I think I would like to add something to that. What Maisha said, uh, one thing is very important, what, what, what Maisha said, that uh, the impacts of cli- uh, the climate crisis, uh, the, we, uh, like countries like Bangladesh or Nigeria or any other country from the global south, we are actually affected by the climate crisis disproportionately. Like, we, uh, if, if you look at the data and if you really try to understand the history of uh, uh, how the situation got worse this much from uh, the uh, time of the... Uh, it actually started from the beginning of the industrial movement and we, were act- we weren't actually a part of it. But we were the sufferers. We are still the sufferers. So, and GCMX made me understand, made me feel actually that there were young people just like Otoshi and uh, there are so many young people who are not only uh, thinking about solutions, they, are, they were the fantastic thing that I noticed in GCMX was not only these people, uh, these uh, young people who didn't know each other, they created a group and they identified problems first. And then they talked about the solutions. So if they could identify problems and talk about solutions, then there are so many more people who are actually working on solutions. So I felt like there are so many stories to be told out there. And you could see that the Global North in the form of storytelling, like big magazines or platforms like The Guardian or uh, Vogue or Times Magazine, they're talking about like the big names like uh, Malala Yousafzai or uh, I guess uh, nowadays Vanessa Nakate or from here Aisha Siddika. So these are big names when it comes to the movement of social change uh, or positive climate movements. But there are so many, at least small and mediocre names or unnamed names uh, uh, that we don't know. But their stories are needed to be taken out there for for the rest of the world to know about them. So I, I, I felt a drive to bring up those stories, to listen to the stories and to tell those stories. So, yeah, this, that's how Green and Beyond, Beyond evolved from Green and Beyond to Green and Beyond Mag for me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question. You know, and it reminds me of like a recent article that was published on Korea about climate justice and how climate justice or uh, articles or media reporting, as you said, of climate case, cases are biased and unjust and usually tilted towards the West and what happens in Western countries. So I also commend you for sharing the stories of those seemingly unknown activists who are working towards curbing climate change in their countries and you're reporting on cases of climate change in countries that might otherwise not have gotten this media coverage. So yes, thank you for that. I, and that was it was very interesting to learn how climate uh, how green and beyond mag has grown from when you first started it till now. 
Matoshi, do you have anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys for giving us youth the platform, like uh, organizations like Green and Beyond, the platform to actually identify the problems and actually come to somewhat solutions. Because uh, if I remember, we had very real, real problems and real solutions to that. And that were actually about Bangladesh, not just in a general idea. I think our program was about how students from the rural and uh, rural areas of Bangladesh come to the cities for better education and then they suffer really badly mentally uh, due to the uh, drastic environmental changes because in the cities it's all about pollution it's all about traffic there's not a single moment to breathe uh, from back from where they actually come from which is a very relaxed a bit uh, more greenery with more green definitely more greenery and we really talked about it it was all about greener uh, green issues in Bangladesh. It wasn't just a general general idea about global warming or the ice caps melting. It was, it was very important issues about Bangladesh. And thank you guys for creating that platform for us to discuss things like that. And we really wouldn't have come to all of those discussions ever if it wasn't for organizations like Green and Beyond. So yeah, I just wanted to add that to it. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, so for me, uh, the... I, I've been following Green and Beyond for more than two years now, and I can agree that I have every, probably every week, just wake up and see a new green terminology and learn a new word. Thanks to you guys, I know what green hushing and red washing means now. And I just wanted to ask who came out with this brilliant idea about just uh, going on with this green terminologies and uh, posting them on your social media pages and teaching teaching people every week uh, or every other day about a new green word and what that means. I really love that idea. Actually, we started Green and Beyond Mag with the uh, hope of educating more people every day. And when we came across uh, terms like, say, green hushing or green leveling or red washing or terms like this, uh, we kind of felt that it was necessary to share it with other people, the uh, our readers, because like the business as usual, the, the world, the mainly the polluters, uh, the green washers, uh, every day they, they, they are coming with uh, coming up with uh, different approaches, different marketing techniques, tactics uh, to actually green washers. So it's actually tough to st uh, be uh, practice practice conscious consumerism or practice your uh, activities as a responsible or conscious citizen uh, uh, in this modern time. Uh, uh, as someone who actually needs to be uh, needs to act as a climate co climate conscious citizen, global citizen. So, uh, without knowing these terms, you could actually fall into those kind of traps. So, uh, say you you could actually go to the supermarket or uh, buy any product that that said that it's eco or it's green, it's sustainable, it's regenerative, but you actually don't know. I mean, you, you actually haven't checked their backgrounds. Uh, they might be greenwashing here. So there are so many terms that uh, that we need to know to for us to stay conscious and to take actions because even actions like buying something is also is what we call voting with your wallet because that, that's important and to 
at least let people uh, make more conscious about their decisions we started sharing about these terms so that they can point out which corporations or companies or uh, practices are actually trying to fool them and so that they don't fall into these traps so yeah that was completely about that. We're still uh, run, run, running these campaigns uh, to share these kind of words like we uh, shared today. What did you share today? Green leveling, right? Yes. <laughs> so uh, we shared about green leveling today. So yeah, so the more we know, the more we get educated, the more, more it gets easier for us to take actions and not get fooled by the greenwashers. Yeah. Um, I think what uh, Shomo said is so spot on, you know, the more educated we are uh, as consumers, uh, we're all consumers, you know, there's no denying that we're all consumers, we're always consuming. And as consumers, we have so much power and we don't realize it. We, if, if we, if we change how we think, we can, we can change the world and, as consumers, we, we need to get educated to take action. And the more educated we are, the more accountable and transparent businesses have to become mm-hmm. in order to sustain us, you know, as consumers. So the more accountable and transparent they are, the more accountable and transparent and, you know, sustainable the future becomes. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I also noticed you guys post a small little fact about it, like the green labeling one and how Unilever was hit by an ad ban because, yeah, they greenwashed other people. So, yeah, I really love this concept. I can just wake up and go to someone who's doing stuff like this and be like, yes, you're green labeling this. Try figuring out that. I, I know it now because I follow green and beyond. You You should have done it too, but like, that's a you problem now. So thanks for educating me every single, almost every single day. I I really love this concept. So I got something. Yeah, you know, like climate change is like such a complex topic, or it can seem like a really complex topic to everyone, especially if you're like you're following the news. There's so much information and misinformation. So like I also commend you for educating people in like small bite-sized forms on the different aspects and different issues connected with climate change. And, you know, like the work you do is quite similar to the work we do at Korea, which is about showing people how they can create change by taking actionable steps. And I love that Green and Beyond doesn't just like spitball the information and say, okay, this is what this is. This is why it's bad. You also tell people this is like, the step that you can take to address this so people can know that they can actually be the change. So yeah, thank you for the work that you do. And you know, I'm I'm really excited to see what more that Green and Beyond does. But I I think I can go to like sort of like my next question. And you know, Kuraria is a word in my language which means change. And I, I always say this in every podcast episode. I think people are probably tired of hearing it by now, but <laughs> I think we'd love to know what change means to you. So what I think is that, I think it's, everyone can relate with that. Change is the only constant thing in the world. But the change that we hope for is a world that is joyful, safe and secure and sustainable and just for all. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good 
a really good and precise definition or example, like a world that is just for all. Atoshi, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Yes, I think that's an amazing way to describe change, even from a platform where you guys literally, all you guys do is change. It's all about change. I don't know how you can define a change anymore. It's all it's literally what you guys do is change but i wanted to ask you guys how do you think people can make a change in their communities especially as it relates to young people involved in development issues what i think that change starts with education not only the formal form of education but also probably and probably more uh, from the outside so getting aware and uh, knowing is the first step of change I mean, uh, when you know, you automatically feel the drive to take actions. You identify the problems. Uh, you think of solutions, right, automatically. And then you start working on that. And it's important to remember that individual actions they have the capability to change the world, to shape the future, just like Maisha said earlier. And yeah, I think that's it. Do you want to add something more to it, Maisha? I think you're spot on. <laughs> I think that that's such a great thing to say. Oh, sorry, Atoshi, I know this is your question, but I just wanted to mention that, you know, what you said about how change starts with education is so important. Like you cannot address an issue without knowing what the issue is, without knowing, without educating yourself on on the different aspects of a development issue, like for climate change. If you don't know what climate change is, you cannot take steps to curb it or to stop it. Atoshi, over to you. Yeah, I think uh, it changes education is very important from at, from where we come from, especially. And about climate change and stuff, I feel like we try to read an entire article. We just wake up one day and decide, yeah, I'm just going to read all of this bunch of information and I'm just going to be educated about climate change and all of it. And I really don't think that's how it works. I think you should just study a bit every day and I think Creed and Beyond really does a fantastic job in doing that like teaching you a different word or a different thing every single day so yes I think there's little ways of change and little ways of educating yourself is very important to grow as individuals and as climate change activists I guess. Yeah and just I just wanted to add one more thing you know from what Atoshi said about how you need to educate yourself and it's a day-to-day thing like going back to what Shumu said, beyond educating yourself, you shouldn't just educate yourself and think, oh, okay, well, that's it. You have to actually take actionable steps. And that's something that Shumu said, that your individual actions can create change. So yes, thank you for answering that question. Our next question is sort of connected to the last question that Atoshi asked, which was how you think people can make change in their communities. I think this, this question is specific to any young person who maybe wants to go into the social impact field or one who wants to start an impact project but is not sure like how so what advice do you have for any young person who wants to create change in their community or create impact in their community or, or what is like that winning formula that you think every young person should keep in mind if they're creating their own impact project mm, that is actually a very nice question and what I think that uh, I have only three steps for uh, for you. And the first step is educate yourself. The second one is engage with the community. And the third one is start now. That's it. Educate, engage with the community and start now. 
That's that's very short and straight to the point, but really powerful points, especially on your last point on starting now, because I think yeah. like as young people, we tend to like overthink things a lot. So you might think, OK, will anybody really buy into this idea or maybe I should do something different or maybe I should change this. But just starting, I think, is one a really important step in what you said. But Maisha, do you have anything that you'd like to add or any other point that you think is important? I think I couldn't agree more with Shomo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone listening again, three points. First, educate yourself. Educate yourself on the issue that you want to address. Engage with the community and build like a village of people around you who are also passionate about that idea. And start now, which again is one of the most important points. Atoshi, do you want to add anything? No, I think these are very amazing tips and I will definitely um, be using them. I think I'm already using them, but I should. Yeah, I. they are very powerful. That is how you start with anything. And if you don't start now, I think from the youngest one in this bunch, I can say that, yeah, you sometimes feel really inferior to others and you sometimes feel, oh, these, these people know so much more about about a certain topic than me or I'm the smallest one here how can I do this how can I ask for this and you just have to get over all of these things and just start now without thinking about anything and then just see where you can go from it because there's always a place to learn from your mistakes so yes I absolutely love these three points yeah very good very good point Satoshi uh on to the next question I'd like to ask what's the plan for green and beyond in the future and what's the plan for you guys personally in your personal life what do you, what are you guys looking forward to this year or in just the future oh uh, well for green and beyond we we want to keep engaging and you know we want to create a community we're already creating a community we already have a community we want to make it bigger we want to engage more people and most importantly we want to bring people from the mainstream someone who has no idea about climate change or the sustainability. We want them, you know, we, we always, throughout our platforms, we, we try to use an easy language for everyone to understand so that anyone can get involved. So we want to create a bigger community in the future and a, a space where people can come and find anything they want. And especially uh, a platform where people feel compelled to feel opt- optimistic about the future and compelled to feel that they can take action and it, it's just a step away. That's the future plan for Green and Beyond. I think we're, we're, we love our work, like I said. We want to keep doing this and in the process, you know, build an army of change makers. <laughs> There's that for Green and Beyond. Personally, we, we don't really have plans. I don't know. What, what do you think, Shomo? Uh, that's actually a tough to question because Masha and I are actually married. We got married in December, and <laughs> so, congratulations! Congrats to you guys. Thank you. Uh, so uh, the matter is, uh, what she meant by we actually don't have plans because is that green and beyond the plans of green and beyond is kind of the plans of ours and we are always thinking about green and beyond and that's actually our our personal plans too like we wake up with the plans of green and beyond when we go to sleep with the plans of green and beyond (laughs) so uh, um, 
personally, if you, if you're still asking what kind of personal plans or goals that we have, well, uh, we still need to uh, probably do our master's, master's degrees. So we're planning on that. And apart from that, I really don't have any personal plan about the future because I'm co completely focused on the moment now. And I think that's important because uh, the past and the future, these, these are like illusions. They do not exist for real. But the present is what you have now. And that's real. And if you can work fully, completely with all that you have right now, then you are really working for the future. So dreaming according to my ideology, the, my beliefs, just planning and dreaming about the future's really seems unnecessary so i try to work my best now and that's and let's see where the future takes me yeah yeah i agree with that as well i i i've been really inspired by him that's what really attracted me to him as well married to him. yeah i got married to him <laughs> yeah so uh, i think he's very spontaneous and i haven't been like him but you know i i feel like i have become pretty much him now <laughs> yeah so of course, you know, I do visualize a future where I get to rest a bit. <laughs> That's important. We, we do love our work, but uh, at times we want to rest as well. We want to stop and just lie down and not worry about what's going to happen the next day. And I think we're working on that. We're getting there. We're getting there very soon. We want to automate Green and Beyond. Uh, like he said, I'm talking about Green and Beyond while talking about personal plans because Green and Beyond is personal. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think there's well, that. Like, uh, I would just like to add, if you allow me, that uh, when, when you're talking about change makers and change and future plans, one thing you need to understand that uh, if you like social media drives the world now and according to the social media and the, if you if you look at the follower counts, like Kylie Jenner is a bigger change maker than Greta Thunberg right now. Because she <laughs> this is true because yeah. she has more followers than Greta Thunberg. But you need to make Kylie Jenner's here who are actually working for something. So, and that's tough. That's not easy. You're you're trying to inspire people every day to be a real Kylie Jenner here, a green Kylie Jenner, right? So when you're trying to do that, you're uh, trying to incorporate your future plans with that, it gets complex. So... Kylie Jenner doesn't, Greta uh, uh, Thunberg probably doesn't have anyone to automate her work, but Kylie Jenner does. So we as Green and Beyond need to be at that point when our work will become automated so that we can actually, because Kylie Jenner's strategy is actually working more than Greta Thunberg's if you consider social, uh, social uh, impact of social media. So what we can learn from those type of accounts or those type of personalities uh, is that they have automated their work somehow, uh, which is actually helping them to get bigger every day. And if we can automate ours somehow, so probably that will uh, actually free up more time for us so that we can focus on more important things, even like rest, because rest is very important at uh, I love Slow Factory. I, I don't know whether you've heard of them or not. Uh, they are a nonprofit from the US. And what they say is absolutely brilliant. They say that rest is radical in a world which is, we have forgotten how to track rest. We are totally into doom scrolling and always consuming. So yeah, rest is radical. That's important. So we would love to automate our work one day. Yeah.
I think that's a very important point. I loved what you said about uh, the green Kylie Jenner. We really <laughs> need that, but it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to actually make people aware about our stuff and actually make it automated. That's not always easy. I don't. I don't even think it was easy for Kylie Jenner for what she does now, and then it's like us even a, another another thing on top of it that's like you have to make people understand what all of this is what being green means so yeah I love that and yes rest is important I don't think any of us gets it nowadays that the rest is radical and yeah I loved what you said Zulu would you like to add something to it no I think you you said everything perfectly Atoshi. Rest is radical and it's really important. And I think we just have to be very intentional about resting as well. So yeah, yeah, very good points. And yeah, I'll keep I'll keep those things you said in mind. And I'll check out Slow Factory. I think I've heard of them, but I'll definitely look look them up. Yeah. So how where can uh, people find you, find Green and Beyond, and how can people support you guys? People can find us at greenandbeyondmag.com and our Instagram is just that, at greenandbeyondmag. Our Facebook is also just that, greenandbeyondmag, and our Twitter is greenandbeyondm because they couldn't accommodate two more letters, sadly. Oh, okay. <laughs> it needs to grow up. So... <laughs> Apart from that, if uh, if you're asking how people can support us, they can support us in so many ways. And uh, if, if suppose if you're a sustainable entrepreneur, you can you can join our entrepreneurs community. Uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, you can if if you're a creator or you know an artist, you you can hit us up for collaboration. If you're an organization, we're we're happy to collaborate as well. We we're always always uh, you know appreciating new ideas, and we we love collaboration. And if if you're just an individual who wants to learn, you can reach reach out to us uh, on our Instagram. You can reach out to us through email. You can personally reach out to me. I'm always there. And yeah, uh, and also we 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 really welcome uh, writers as well. We are currently also taking guest bloggers. Right now, it's a volunteer position, but in the future, we 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 do want to pay writers as well. So yeah, there's that. We are we're trying to build a community of, like I said before, we want, we're trying to build a community. We have entrepreneurs, we have writers, we have creatives and everyone who really, you know, wants to see or inspire change. Yeah. yeah. You have anything to add, Shomo? No, you said it perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Yes, and to our podcast, anyone who's listening, do check them out. They're lovely people. And also, if anybody, any of you guys are willing to write or you guys are a writer, then absolutely check them out. They're amazing people, certified by me. Absolutely, I love them dearly. Uh, and yeah, Zulu. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so please feel free to connect. Well, you're welcome to join us too. Uh, I I just said that both of you were also welcome to join us too if you have the time or if you wish to join us anytime. Of course, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll yeah, as you said, like before we started like recording again, <laughs> like 
we're definitely going to collaborate in the future as you said you're open to collaboration so we'd definitely love to work with you in the future and Query always has your back if you need anything or if we can help in anything we'd be sure to like share and support your work and of course anytime <laughs> thank you so much we really appreciate it <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes, we are also about building a community we the, we are a community now we love you guys yeah anything. <laughs> yeah so love like, you back <laughs> Well, that brings that brings us to the last question. Sadly, the interview is over, but our last question that we ask every guest. But before I ask the question, I just want to thank you again for your time and for the knowledge that you dropped. You know, like as Shuma said, the world is pretty fast paced right now. So thank you for taking out a couple of hours from your day or from your night because it's evening now in Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, but thank you for taking out the time to speak with us today and share this knowledge and I, I'm sure that it will impact someone that is listening today and they leave this interview learning something new so yeah thank you very much but now on to the last question we ask every guest this question and that is your top three recommendations so your recommendation could be anything it could be a book a website a podcast someone who you're following right now whose content you're loving a show a movie anything that has inspired you or that you're just enjoying right now and since there are two people on our call two guests please feel free to give three three suggestions or recommendations rather all right um so i'll start with this creator that i follow and also she she's we love her so much i'm talking about gate hall gate hall is my favorite i don't know if you know about her uh, she, she her energy is magnetic uh, she she's you know she she's she's always dancing around and doing crazy stuff and she will always make you giggle her content will always make you giggle but also learn something in the process as well so i love her energy and i'm so inspired by her and i'm probably going to start creating content personally you know just because you know i'm so inspired by her so you should definitely go check out kate hall uh, you'll find her on Instagram at Ethically Gate. And the next one is uh, there's this green content creator. Her name's Emily Gray. So what she does is she, when she started off, we've also taken an interview from her. So what we learned is, this is so amazing and mind-boggling that she had a full-time job herself, but she decided to, you know, when she was tapping into this, uh, you know, using sustainable products, you know, eco-friendly products, she decided to actually talk about it online, you know, when she was using or getting a sustainable product for herself, anything, any lifestyle product for her kitchen, for her, you know, beauty care, anything, uh, she would talk about it online. So she was doing it for free and she was, you know, this is brand promotion, right? So when she's talking about this brand, she's supporting them for free. She's talking about them for free. For free. And she's been doing this for years and we've, we've been connected to her from the very beginning of our journey of Green and Beyond, right? She is amazing. Her content is wonderful. I think you'll find her uh, at Eco-Friendly Finds, right? Uh, so her name's Emily Gray. She's amazing. She's a, such a lovely person. Really nice. Another thing is actually outside of 
our work sector there's this show that I really love I don't know if you've heard of Brooklyn Nine-Nine so I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine I love that show I haven't watched the final season because I can't take it I'm too emotionally attached with (laughs) so Brooklyn Nine-Nine has actually helped me uh, get through a lot of hard times so it, it has made me laugh and you know I, I had a pretty hectic life I had a full-time job I was you know also working with Green and Beyond Shomo and I and we were watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine together so, so we were we were living in different places but we, we used to like play together and then we'd pause together if someone has to go uh, do something else we'd pause together and then we'll watch again <laughs> when they come back so I think it has a lot of memories with it. That's also uh, something that makes it special. But the show itself is amazing. I really, really loved it. So yeah, I think those are my three recommendations. Okay, three recommendations. The first one uh, uh, I'm going to mention is a person. She's a climate activist and her name is uh, Marinel Sumokubaldo. She's from the Philippines. We actually covered her story too, and I don't know whether you have checked it or not, but her story, uh, like uh, she has been going to the COP from probably COP21, and like last year we had COP27, yeah. So her story is really motivating, and, and she's such a, not only... When you think of climate activists, most of them are uh, uh, like angry or fierce, uh, but, but she's so sweet and she suffered firsthand from the climate crisis. And I'm a big fan of her work, really, really a big fan of her work and really inspiring. And the second one I, I, I think I should mention is a psychologist uh, who works at also, he's, who is also a climate activist. Uh, she's probably from uh, England or Scotland. I'm not sure about her origin, but uh, her name is Jessica Kletschka. She makes absolutely brilliant contents about uh, positive climate news and uh, how to fight eco-anxiety and how to focus uh, on the good side and how to be a climate optimist. So uh, I absolutely love her contents, Jessica Kletschka. And the third one, I think uh, there's this guy from Canada. Uh, I, I forgot his uh, full name, uh, but his name is William Will. He's doing an amazing podcast named uh, Talking Solutions Podcast. And he's uh, always finding out these amazing entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs or business entrepreneurs who are uh, focusing on enterprises or trying to work with enterprises which are focusing on doing something better for the planet, for the communities, for people. And he's bringing those stories up all by himself. He has no team and he's doing it spontaneously every day. He's posting contents, he's taking interviews, he's getting back there again, doing his research and he's really energetic. So yeah, I think this is the three three of my recommendations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. And I'm sorry, I just have to point this out that like for each of you, like two of your recommendations for each of you were like other climate activists that you have spoken to or you have connected with. And I think that it's amazing that you are uplifting other people who are in your field. So yeah, just wanted to point that out. And thank you. Thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for your time again. And for the knowledge you've given us. And I'm, I think I can speak for Toshi to who also speak and say that I learned a lot from both of you, from your journey and 
there are definitely things that I'm going to be keeping in mind going forward. And I hope that the people listening to have learned from you and from your stories and can take something away from this podcast and leave a better person, a better social impact change maker. Yeah. Atoshi, do you have anything you want to add? Yes. Thank you so much, guys, for being here on our little podcast. And we we absolutely wish you the best for your upcoming projects with Green and Beyond and your individual lives. And also thank you for all the tips and knowledge you guys have shared. And we are always here to any kind of support you guys need in any way. And again, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> I just asked you guys on a small Instagram note and you guys stay, said, yeah, we will do it right away. Thank you so much, guys. Really, really loved it. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Exactly. Thank you for having us. I actually loved it. I'm kind of sad that it's ending now. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Otoshi, uh, we're probably uh, not in the line. Uh, we were just talking about how this is the first time uh, we're on the other side of an interview, you know. So <laughs> we're usually the ones taking the interview. So this is the first time we are getting interviewed <laughs> for Green and Beyond. So this is very special uh, for us. And we thoroughly enjoyed it. And we really had a great time. And we love your work at Kuriri. And I, I wish you guys, we both wish you guys the very best. And please know that we're always going to be there for any kind of support, any help, any suggestions, any any sort of collaboration you want to do. We're always there. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please check out our previous episodes with other amazing changemakers from all over the world. And if you'd like to learn more about Kuraria, go to our website at www.kuraria.com and follow us on all our social media at ma.kuraria. Till next time. <laughs>